You're now listening to a Binge Bull Brain podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending binge eating, overeating, and emotional eating through the inside-out understanding of your habits. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Binge Brew Brain podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to tell you how you can reduce rewarding properties of binge foods so that finally you can coexist with highly processed foods without craving them all the time. You can introduce your favorite trigger foods to your diet without losing control around them. And ultimately, you can relearn how to be more intuitive around food, how you can recover from an eating disorder and become a normal eater. And I'm recording this episode because I've heard way too many times from people struggling with binge eating that their brain <laughs> lights up like a Christmas tree when they are eating sugar, which makes them crave sugar even more. Or they are craving sugar because their body is really looking for a dopamine release. They are looking for this quick dopamine hit. And probably we, we've all heard it, we all read about it, that sugar is like a drug, meaning that sugar uh, can alter the reward processing um, neural pathways in the brain in the similar way to addictive drugs. So all of this is true to a certain extent. So indeed, functional magnetic resonance imaging, which later I'm going to just call fMRI. <laughs> so uh, functional magnetic resonance imaging studies show that the brain's reward system is indeed activated by food, particularly by high calorie foods that are rich in fat, sugar, and salt. However, various studies show various data. <laughs> For example, one study showed that uh, indeed sugar increased dopamine release in the reward system uh, by around like uh, 140%. However, fat can also increase dopamine levels by, I think, 160%. Cocaine can triple normal amount of dopamine levels and methamphetamine can multiply um, normal dop dop dopamine levels by tenfold. <laughs> but what's worth mentioning is that other activities also increase dopamine levels in the brain, in, uh, in the brain's reward system. So activities like exercising, laughing, listening to music, or even taking cold showers. <laughs> so if you want to say that high-calorie foods are activating reward system like a drug, we would have to say similar things about socializing, giving hugs, etc. So I want you to know that it's a complex issue. But what we know is that dopamine is a neurotransmitter that plays a role in brain's reward pathways. True. When we experience something rewarding or pleasurable, such as eating delicious food, dopamine is released in the brain, which reinforces the behavior and motivates us to... Uh, seek out, you know, similar experiences in the future. That is also true. And here is also an interesting part when it comes to food. So there is some evidence that suggests that higher 
glucose spikes after eating might be associated with higher dopamine release in the reward center of the brain. So high calorie foods might be more rewarding than low calorie foods because um, they cause more glucose to be released into the bloodstream. That's why most of you would binge on pizza, cinnamon rolls, ice creams, chocolate, cookies, rather than on salads, carrots, or tomatoes. So we can assume that by lowering the glucose spike after eating binge foods, you can decrease rewarding properties of that food and neutralize it in a way. (laughs) That is what I want to focus on today. I want to help you to introduce binge foods back to your diet and rewire your brain so that you are no longer crazy about them anymore. And you can do so by implementing those four strategies that I'm about to share with you. So let's start with strategy number one, and it is eat your binge foods as a dessert instead of eating them when you are hungry. Tell me if this is you. You're trying intermittent fasting, you had your coffee for breakfast, then you hit gym very hard and essentially you are starving, but also there are so many stress hormones released in your body that you are kind of not feeling hungry because they suppress your appetite. But again, you go to the shop, you know that you should have some protein, so you grab your protein bar that is full of artificial sweeteners. There are no real carbohydrates that you also need. And you eat your bar and all of a sudden you want to eat more. <laughs> and also you are kind of crazy about that uh, that protein bar that you would like to eat five of them <laughs> plus other binge foods. Okay, so what do we know from studies? So again, Uh, Studies using fMRI machine have shown that eating on an empty stomach can lead to greater activation of the reward system in the brain compared to eating when satiated. So hunger is a state of physiological need uh, that motivates uh, food intake and drives food-seeking behavior. So when individuals are hungry, their reward system becomes more sensitive to food cues leading to a greater activation in response to food. So hunger can increase the sensitivity of the brain's reward system to food cues, making food more rewarding, okay? So eating sweets or uh, your binge foods as a part of your meal rather than on empty stomach can help you slow down the absorption of glucose and it can also help you reduce the glycemic index of that meal and it can help you to reduce the rewarding properties of that food. Also, eating smaller portions of sweet foods and spacing them out over time can help you to prevent those large glucose spikes. So again, eating your binge foods when you are hungry, not the best idea. Eating or reintroducing your binge foods at the end of the meal as a dessert, it's a good idea. I believe that there is some wisdom in eating sweet desserts after the main course. So to summarize this strategy, don't starve yourself. (laughs) Eat regularly nutritious foods And at the beginning, maybe introduce your binge foods as a dessert 
or, or as a part of the meal when your physical hunger is technically already satisfied or partially satisfied. In that way, the glucose spike will be lower. Therefore, your reward system also won't light up as it would if you would be eating those things when you are hungry. Time for a second strategy, and it is eat your binge foods mindfully. One study compared the neural activity of participants who were trained in mindful eating to those who were not trained in mindful eating. And the study found that the mindful eating group showed increased activity in the prefrontal cortex. So, you know, the the brain region that is involved in uh, decision-making, executive control, and so on. Um, So the prefrontal cortex was, was more active and amygdala was less active. And amygdala is a region of the brain that is involved in emotional processing. And these changes that they saw in the fMRI Uh, machine, those were associated with a decrease in cravings for high-calorie foods uh, for those people who were trained in mindful eating. Also, they enjoyed eating healthy foods more. And there was also another study, again, using fMRI machine, uh, and they wanted to investigate the effects of mindfulness-based intervention on food cravings. And again, that study found that mindfulness-based strategies led to increased activity in the insula, which is a brain region that is involved in interoception and awareness of bodily sensations. And at the same time, the decreased activity in the brain regions that are involved in reward processing. So uh, these changes in in the brain were associated with a decrease in food cravings. So in short, mindfulness-based interventions led to changes in the in the brain, also in the reward pathways of the brain, and they resulted in decrease in food cravings. So when you eat mindfully, you also eat slower, you chew your food better, you have better digestion, uh, there is a slower release of glucose to your bloodstream, And also food is um, psychologically more satisfying, but it doesn't tax your reward system. So now compare this to how you are eating your binge foods right now. During the binge, you eat very fast. You don't really taste food. You are full of shame. Uh, You want to be done with your binge as fast as possible to start fresh because, of course, it is your last binge. (laughs) You're probably stressed. You are eating in in secret. And you could be doing it differently. So think about uh, eating your binge foods just differently. Let's say that after a lunch, you are going to take yourself on a short date. You're going to go to cozy cafe, you are going to order beautifully looking piece of cake, or maybe you are in like a hipster cafe, and they have some kind of vegan brownie made with kidney beans, Kidney beans, you, you cannot really taste them in, <laughs> in that brownie because, you know, it still has real sugar in it, but it also has some fiber and you sit down. I don't know, sun is shining. You eat slowly. You pay attention to flavors. You pay attention also to your internal state. So I believe that that's the way to introduce to your diet those yummy foods that you would usually binge on. 
You can eat them when your nervous system is relaxed. You, uh, they do not have to be associated with binge eating. When you start eating binge foods in that way, the reward system in your brain won't react to them as it used to. It's no longer forbidden fruit. It becomes just a food. And, and your reward system <laughs> slowly but surely will stop putting those foods on pedestal. Strategy number three, pair your foods with nutrient-dense foods. I kind of already mentioned that when I mentioned kidney beans and, and fiber. <laughs> but but uh, this is what you can do. When you're eating your binge foods, you should pair them with foods that are rich in fiber or protein and fat. So why fiber? Because foods that are high in fiber can slow down the absorption of glucose into the bloodstream and they can reduce the glycemic index of the whole meal. So this can lead to a smaller spike in blood sugar levels after eating your binge foods. So adding fiber to a sugary food or eating a high fiber food alongside can be very helpful in this regard. Also, you can pair your binge foods with, with food that is rich in protein or fat, or protein and fat. <laughs> because eating binge food alongside a source of protein or fat, such as, I don't know, nuts, cheese, yogurt, meat, <laughs> this can also help to slow down the absorption of glucose and reduce the glycemic index of the meal. Again, think about what you are doing currently. So probably during the binge, there is no balance. You have this black and white type of thinking. You either eat healthy or you indulge in the most processed binge foods. You, you know that during the binge is kind of like your last opportunity to, opportunity to eat what your heart desires because from tomorrow, you will only eat healthy. <laughs> so... So you kind of experience fear of missing out. You are binging. You don't want to miss out on all the processed foods that you can eat now while you are out of control. It, it kind of would be silly to eat some whole foods right now, right? <laughs> to have a yogurt between slices of pizza. Am I right? This is what you could be doing instead. While trying to eat your typical binge foods in a non-binge scenario to rewire your brain, pair them with something more nutrient-dense that contains fiber or protein or good source of fat. You can put more veggies on pizza. You can top ice creams with trail mix. You can eat cereal with milk, but add there also protein powder and some nuts, cacao nibs and blueberries at the top. Again, wisely pair your binge foods with other and more nutritious foods to lower the glucose spike in order to lower the activation of reward system when you eat that food. This is how you teach your brain that apple is as delicious as apple crumble. It's a process, it takes time, but all ex-binge eaters who now consider themselves intuitive eaters, they did that. They rewired their brain, they rewired their perception of those highly processed foods. Strategy number four. After eating your binge foods, 
participate in some short, joyful movement. Because exercise can help improve the glucose metabolism and it can lower blood sugar levels. So just a short walk after a meal can reduce the glucose spike and can improve overall blood sugar control because when you move your body, your muscles soak up the glucose from the bloodstream. In practice, how you've been doing it so far is that after a binge, you feel super heavy, bloated, gassy, you don't want to move, you want to bury yourself under blankets and cry. What you could do instead? So after eating your binge foods that you want to introduce to your diet and neutralize them, just go for a 15-minute walk. This works also as a barrier to eating more because you eat what you plant and then you willingly engage in some kind of pleasurable activity. And I'm not talking about, you know, burning calories, forcing yourself to do some jumping jacks in the bathroom. That's disordered eating behavior. I'm talking about light movement that is part of your wellness routine that you do for yourself and it comes it would be considered a self-care activity. What you can do, even if you cannot go on a, on a real walk, you can do some solis push-ups, which are just a seated calf rise. And apparently it works. I saw studies uh, saying that uh, a seated calf rise also soaks up that, that glucose levels and it's also uh, good for you and can lower the blood sugar levels after, after a meal. So again... Eat binge foods, rich in simple carbohydrates, then go on a walk. Muscles will soak soak up some of the available glucose. Glucose spike in your bloodstream will be lower. Therefore, it's going to cause also lower response from eating that food in the reward system in your brain. So it's a win-win situation because in that way, Uh, You are regulating your blood sugar level, but also you are rewiring your brain so that your brain doesn't react, um, uh, doesn't overreact to those high calorie foods. I hope that you found those four strategies uh, helpful and very easy to implement. That was my intention to give you some actionable steps. And if you would like to hear more about how you can add your previous binge foods to your diet. Um, There are two podcast episodes of the Binge for Brain podcast uh, that I talked about exactly about that topic. And you can find them by just searching how to reintroduce trigger foods in your diet and add a Binge for Brain podcast. So if you're going to use some kind of uh, search engine, it it should work. (laughs) You should be able to, to find it. Okay, thank you so much for listening to me today and see you in the next podcast episode. Bye! If you enjoyed today's podcast episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Binge Pro Brain on Instagram and if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your coaching application for my Binge Pro Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day. Bye.